I wanna be a pop star 君をもっと夢中にさせてあげるからねキラキラのポップスター羽を広げ魔法をかけてあげよう君だけに Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of November 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Luna. Hello, everyone. And that's it. Once again, it's another Dos Compadre episode, but it won't be for long. We will have Gray again, once again. So、uh, look forward to that.、Uh, we'll make an announcement about why that is, and we'll have a little bit of a short release schedule once again this past week. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed our anime episode. I really don't know when that's going to be uploaded, but that's a different talk for a different time. <laughs> hopefully, you guys enjoyed that episode if it got released during the time beforehand. If not, please look forward to it. We had a lot of fun recording. And it was a blast. A very long blast, though, I want to say.、Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it was a lo- it's a long episode. But it's actually it's a really good one. And I, we all had a great time doing it. so... Yeah. And it was so much fun. And it was good to just have all three of us again because we haven't had a Three Amigos pes-、uh, podcast in a long time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I agree. But scheduling is. Somewhat of a pain, but we somehow will have Gray on for a couple more episodes this coming month. So please look forward to that. But yeah, how have you been, Luna? I've been good, kind of. I'm just really exhausted, and I felt a little under the weather this week. So we've had a major, major weather change, and it has killed me. Tornado sirens on freaking Sunday. And apparently, there was a touchdown somewhere. And then it, went, then it dropped by 25 degrees, and it was like literally in the late 20s, early 30 degrees, you know. And then it got warm again today. It's, it was in the 50s to 60s. So was yesterday. And then it's going to drop again by Monday. So that's probably why I'm not feeling so good. I'm just really exhausted and a little overwhelmed. But, but I'm glad it's the weekend. Yay. So I got good things. It's the weekend, and I love the holiday season. It puts me in good cheer. So,、um, so how about you, Ken? How, how's your,、uh, how have you been? It's been all right. I, like I said from last week, I started taking the phone calls now. And that's a whole lot of、uh, fun that I've been experiencing lately. But besides that, I've been okay. I've. Been talking to more about our writer, our, our, our other writer that we acquired, so to speak. Just a couple things forward to what we want to do with the site and what we want to cover for our articles. Look forward to a live report actually, because we'll be doing a Kimura Kaida live report for the site fairly soon. Oh. Yeah, because she's coming to Hawaii for a bit. For a concert, and I paid money for that, so I'm like, oh, I might as well try and report on it for the site, so to speak, because it'll give us some authenticity. <laughs> Lucky you. I'm, I'm really jealous about that, actually. Yeah, Watanabe Mayu is going to actually be there, too, so I'm kind of excited about that, too. Oh, that's awesome. I love her. Since she stepped away from the limelight, so to speak, because of、uh, her acting career, because she's in like, some big drama now, I'm, I'm happy to actually see her find success outside of AKB again.、Mm-hmm. I also got tickets to the 1OK Rock Show. <gasps> oh, I'm, I want tickets, but I'm debating on going in March. It's going to depend if I go to Japan. Or wait, are they coming in February now? I can't remember when they're going to be in Chicago. Honestly, I don't know for, for me because I think they added another show because the first show got sold out. Wow. So、That's、they、awful. added another show. Hmm. 
That's crazy. I'll have to look at their schedule again, because I wanted to see them and Perfume in Chicago, if possible. It's a long drive for me, so I probably have to take a vacation day. But uh, seeing both of them live would be amazing to be able to go up there. So, But you'll definitely have to give us the report on those shows. Yeah, I can't wait for it. But yeah, besides that, let's move on to what we've been listening to. Let's start with you, Luna. So I've been listening to a lot of Ayumi Hamasaki, and I'm sure you, everyone's heard that the last couple weeks. But I've been on an IU kick, so... I was listening to Memorial Dress yesterday, and I listened to Colors again, and I watched the Blu-ray for the disc. Uh, I love her videos, but I love her makings of more than the music videos themselves, <laughs> because they're a lot of fun to see how she interacts with everyone, and I find them interesting. Um, even what other albums I was listening to, Rock and Roll Circus, and I was listening to Guilty, and Misunderstood, and My Story, and Next Level, and a lot and a, lo- a lot of different IU albums. Um, I was also listening to some Kana Nishino as she released her new best albums on the 20... last week on the 21st. So, but I watched... I was listening to her Just Love album as I watched her Just Love tour on Blu-ray about a week ago. And I've also been listening to Amuro Namie again as I watched one of her tours, her uh, Genic tour from uh, 20. 20- 15 to 2016, which is really good. Almost the whole tour was sung in English. And she did a really good job with her dancing and her music. Um, listening to some Koda Kumi again. And also Chan Mina's newest music video dropped. And I've been listening to that on repeat today since I heard it. Because it's really good. It's called Pain is Beauty. And the music video is a little sad because it does have to do with bullying. But I really love the video and I love her music. She's a Japanese hip-hop artist. In a way, her style kind of reminds me of Hina from 4Minute, who was a who was part of the girl group, the Korean girl group 4Minute for a while. She reminds me a little bit of her, but I really like Chanmina. And this song was really, really good. She didn't have much rap in it. She had more of, you hear more of her singing. But I really, really loved it. I'm waiting for it to come digital. I hope it comes digital so I can buy it. So what about you, Ken? What have you been listening to? <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of IU also. There is a couple things that I have to bring up with IU. We'll save that later, but there is just a couple things that were on my mind because there are a couple albums that I absolutely love, and there are albums that I only like half of. And the ones that I do like, it's like, it's alright. Nothing's bringing me out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like typical, you know, it's not unique. It's, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know, it's like, it's not memorable. And I'm going yeah. through these albums, listening through it the entire day. I'm not, like, listening to it one and done. I'm listening through it repeat after repeat, at least Same. two to three more times. Yep. And... I don't know, like, maybe only one of the songs out of the five albums that I've been listening to, five or six albums that I've been listening to, stood out to me. Besides that one or two songs, I, I, nothing stands out to me, so to speak. This is just in her later work, though. And her I early stuff, that. her early stuff is impeccable. That oh, yeah. that um that one album that I have that has all of her old songs, like M and Boys and Girls... I love those songs, but mm-hmm. when we get to like XXX or I believe that's what it's called, oh, uh, six. six, six, yeah, six, or Next Level or Party Queen. Made in Japan was really close of an album that I actually really like, but then I was like, yeah, nothing kind of stands out. Love songs was kind of alright, also. Yeah, love songs didn't really stand out. I would say, like six is one I kind of forget about. I always forget about that mini album. Well, Party Queen that, is and there's one that I w- actually always forget about Party Queen. It's yeah. probably the album I've listened to the least, and I have yet to get it out because I have like the collector's packaging, and I I I should just pull it off my iPod again. Um, but I mean, I do out agree. of the entire album, there's only like one thing that I actually liked off of it. The other stuff was like it's alright, or I mm-hmm. just hated it. Like there was um, Rock and Roll Circus, where I loved the first half of the album. Actually, right, liked it. I was like, "Oh, this is very good. I really like it." And then mm-hmm. just I don't know. There was like one point in turn, a midpoint way through the album, where jump? I was just like, "Jump, yeah, jump, jump." 
yeah, it was just total genre change, and then I just did it derailed me ever liking the album, the rest of the songs on the album. Um, that's a really odd album. So that's one that I you really don't. It has so many different styles mixed in. Is my issue with it? Like the songs that there were songs that stood out, like really, really stood out. Like the sunset songs, I loved. I loved um, sunset and sunrise. I absolutely loved both those songs. And red line. Ballad was a good song. Sunset was a good song. Montage was a good song. Mm-hmm. Ballad and you were. Um, yeah, there, there. Are, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not like I hate everything that she ever puts out. Yeah, but it's there, just like, it's, it's weird to see her evolve, her evolution, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and we'll talk more about this later. We'll talk in depth about this later. Oh yeah. It'll probably be just me and you, just talking about this in depth, while um, Gray is, he's certainly listening to the albums, but I think he has a much more fresher perspective. It'll be interesting. Yes. To hear what he has to say about her style, more so. Yeah, I agree, and it's like you can tell the uniqueness because there there are certain albums I always go back to because of the songs on it. And her later ones, the only one that I've gone back to a ton is Colors because Mm. it has a really odd style that you don't see her do often and she uses a ton of English in that album. And for those of you who listen to IU, she doesn't use a lot of English in any of her other albums. You hear like a few, even if the titles are all in English, she barely, rarely sings in English. But on Colors, she uses a lot of English and there, there are a good amount of standout songs. Although the first time I heard that album, I heard two of the singles off of it. I did not like them. This was probably when it came out in 2014. I heard a couple of the singles. I'm like, I'm not buying this. I don't like it. And that's when I completely got out of her. I think Love Again was the last out. Al- oh, like the one of the albums I, ha- I last albums I purchased until Made in Japan. And colors really stood out, but a lot of the other ones, like I really like A One, I like Made in Japan, but I can't remember exact titles off those albums. You know, the other ones, I can say, oh my god, this is on this album because I love this song. You know, like Misunderstood, Is mm. This Love and Step You are two of my favorite songs. I know exactly what album they're on. You know, Guilty, that has Talking to Myself on it. That's one of my favorite songs. It also has Marionette, Together When, always makes me freaking cry, Faded, Decision. Like, there's so many songs on some of these albums I can name. You know, all her older ones, Boys and Girls is, like, one of my top songs. Hmm. But you kind of, like, when we talk about that evolution, you know, I feel like there are albums and songs we'll remember from her older career, but I agree the newer ones, they don't have as a unique sound to me. Like, I loved Made in Japan in A1, that I listened to them, I spent like a whole day listening to them, but then I couldn't remember the names of some of the songs I just remember. Oh, I really like track number blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like for, case in point, for Made in Japan, I only liked, like I could clearly remember the first three songs because the first, mm-hmm. the second song, the, the the intro for the first song leads up to the second song. Yeah. Really well, which I love. Mm-hmm. But if you were to ask me, oh, what's the name of the song? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, Flower and Mad World were like the, the two. I, I always remembered Mad World because I love the music video. And I think that's what kind of helped me remember it is because I love that video. But a lot of the other songs, you know, I didn't remember as much. I did remember number 10, which was a Globe song she covered because um, she's actually a huge fan of Globe. Mm. But that was one I remembered. And she covered Moving On Without You by Utada on her A1 album, which I forgot she covered that. But then when I heard the cover, it's actually really, really good. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree. I know what you mean by when you listen to them all, you kind of, you know, like love songs I always forget about. Love Again, I actually forgot what was on that album. I just remember mine came with a little Ayupan keychain. So, I, I yeah, there are some that, like, it's like I love IU, but I know exactly what you mean. I mean, like I said, we'll we'll talk to the, about this more in depth, but it's just something that I've noticed mm-hmm. while listening to most of her albums. I'm gonna hit colors either today or tomorrow, so I'm that might really, change. 
I'm curious to know what you think of this album because I feel like this is an album you either love it or hate it. And so I really love this album, and now I do. I think I bought it two years ago, or, or last year. I'm trying to remember when. I no, I did buy it two years ago. But I, I really liked it after I gave it another chance. I'm like, why didn't I like this before? But Merry Go Round, Lelio are probably my and X uh, XOXO are probably two of my like some of my favorite songs off that album. You, I think you might like Merry Go Round because there's a special guest in there. Oh, really? <laughs> there is. Oh, actually, What Is Forever Love has a special guest too, and I really like. Uh, that's a really good one too. So I think you might. I'm whole. I am really. I want to hear your thoughts on this because it's a really interesting album. Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll put a hold on this for now because we'll talk more about this probably next week and then the week after that. The week after that. When we get to it, it's it's just gonna be all IU. So if you guys aren't aware of that, <laughs> well, let's put a pause on this for now, and I'll, I'll come back to Colors because I think after Colors, I only have her early stuff to cover. I think, which is pretty much everything in the A15, right? Um, yeah. So from 2008 and down, yeah, 99 to 08. Yeah, which should be covered in the A15 or whatever. Album. Yeah, oh yeah, or not A15, A10, I think. A10, yeah. Yep. So once once I have that, I, I have it, and I liked a lot of the older songs on it. I think it'll be a much more easier time. But once I finish that, I think I have to go through and just listen through in order. Yeah, that's what... I, I went backwards, and I'm kicking myself, then I started skipping around because I jumped a memorial dress because I really love Angel Song. And I wanted to hear that song again, and I started listening to the whole mini album, like, Dagnan, but I jumped out of order again. So I'm going to try to go back from the beginning, so I think it gives me a better perspective of it. But I I'm, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on this when we do the podcast, because it'll be, I, I like hearing everyone's perspectives, so. So, yeah, like like I said, it's, her style, I like, for me personally, I think her style really progressed really early on in her career and then at one point in time it just became where it's it's kind of like the akb thing so to speak where there's one moment of greatness or change but then after that there isn't so much a a continuation so to speak Mm -hmm. of that change but that's just me noticing i like like i said i haven't followed her career in a long time so that could be different from a perspective that I've noticed. Just looking at all these later albums, it's just something that I kind of was like, oh, well, I do like the one type of change that she does, but she doesn't hit it home, so to speak, mm-hmm. on a certain certain albums. I can think of what you mean, too, just on a couple of them. But I, I'm excited about this, and, man, I really need to go back through and... And listen to this and listen to the rest of them yeah like i said you know i love ayu i love all her work but it's just it's very very noticeable when you're listening to it all at once in a short period of time yep i so, agree with that and once again like when gray comes back and when we talk about this it'll be very interesting to hear his perspective because he only knew ayu from dearest mm-hmm and that's the only thing that he knew her from. So it'd be interesting to hear his take on a couple of the older songs, plus the newer songs. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. There's just, I, especially with an artist like her who has such a vast discography, as much as I would like to get in besides studio albums, she she has just such a huge discography. And it's, you know, a lot to take in, but it's also a great example of an artist evolution so i think she's perfect for for our next discussion and you know i'm very scared to do that with our next one after iu yes (laughs) because the group that we're going to do after iu didn't have another anniversary album after their 10 year so that means I have to crummage up eight, seven or eight albums, and I gotta force feed you guys the albums. Granted, oh, yeah. we'll be a little bit more prepared, hopefully, in three months' time. That's ideally when I want to do it. But 
you know, scheduling mm-hmm. can be a pain. But besides Ayu, I went down Ajikan. I went down Ghost Like Girlfriend, which we'll talk about in a bit. Because I ended up, I found him randomly. And I ended up really liking a lot of his older songs. But his newer songs, which is, I believe it's Want Like Lover is the song. Want Like Lover is the song. And that is an amazing song. The music video, I I actually really hate the music video. But <laughs> this song is really good. And I can't help but want to listen to it. When I'm not listening to IU, I want to listen to this song all day. I could listen to this song all day. I listened to it all day driving home the other day <laughs> because it was a really good song. But we'll get back to Ghost Like Girlfriend in a second. But besides that, nothing much. I've been testing out my new HomePod because I, I ended up buying two because of Black Friday <laughs> and being poor because of that. And the sound quality is actually really good. If you guys are, if you guys have two HomePods, you guys know what I mean by having the surround stereo and blasting M-Flow, kind of like what Gray was doing, is <laughs> very interesting. So, listening to a lot of music through there is very, very interesting, nonetheless. But besides that, let's move on to the, some news. First is. The release of AKB48's newest single, it broke some records. <laughs> it definitely did. And that's uh, putting it mildly with some. First day sales, 1.3 million. That is insane. We should have took another bet on that to see where it would be. Yeah, we we should have. Well, it it took me off guard that the AKB single was coming out so soon. I thought it was going to be another week. I didn't think it was going to be this week. <laughs> 1.3 million sales as of right now in one day. Combined with total amount of sales with the other singles that they've done this past year, Jamba Ja, Teacher Teacher, uh, Semel Train, this is going to sell... AKB totally will be selling... Over 6 million singles. Wow. In one fiscal year. Not Well, not one fiscal year. Just one year in general. Which is quite an achievement. And gives precedence, I guess, towards the idol community. I mean, AKB has their fans. There's nothing stopping that. We kind of already knew that. But to equal out 6 million in sales. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. But I can't wait to see what the total amount of sales. I'm thinking it's going to hit around 1.5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It probably will. Because everyone that would have bought it, bought probably it first bought day. It yeah, yeah bought it, already bought it. So mm-hmm. 1.5, give another 200,000 on there. 1.5. 1.4 to 1.5. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be the sales number for this week mm-hmm. and i feel sorry for whoever sold something th- <laughs> something this week let's uh let's kind of gander over there and uh kind of just spoil ourselves for a bit i i, I don't I, I just feel bad <laughs> there's well ooh, exile also released something i think that's gonna be two mm. I feel sorry because that's a she is actually a really good performer when he does his solo stuff. So that's a shame. That's probably going to be number two though. But yeah, one point one three, one point three million. Such an insane number. But yeah, with that, let's move over to our next piece of news. Staying in with the Forty Eight Family, it's SKE drops their music video for their upcoming new single, which is called Stand By You, which will be releasing on December 12th. Ooh, that's probably going to take number one. (laughs) I feel bad. I feel bad because three Bang Dream singles are also releasing that that week. And I guess I know why they're releasing three, because they want to at least stand a chance against SKE. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can... 
watch the music video on our site and it has the center once again as Judina Matsui and Yukari Adi is going to be the I guess the runner up the second mate and she's kind of been the second mate I feel so bad for her though <laughs> she's not yeah. been having the the most nicest year ever since mm. uh the whole Judina debacle mm-hmm. I agree and this is going to be the group's, I guess, second step towards the 11th year. This is going to be celebrating their 11th year in a supposedly new direction by having the same two people <laughs> be the center for it again. But yeah, let's move on to our last piece of news. Ghost Like Girlfriend announces a brand new mini album. If you guys don't know, Ghost Like Girlfriend is from vocalist's Ken Okabayashi hits his like rock inspired solo artist because he does a lot of R&B so if you check that out go right ahead so his I guess solo band project is Ghost Like Girlfriend and he will release a new mini album called Witness releasing on January 16th and it comes off the heels of Witness which was released back in July which is really interesting because all of his mini albums start with W's and they are going to be in the Shibuya WWW tour <laughs> because they all have three W's. He's going specifically to that Shibuya live spot because to celebrate all the live tours that he's done for Witness and now Witness with all the W's. That's funny. That's kind of <laughs> cool though. Yeah. <laughs> So, Okabayashi commented saying that this time around, I composed the tracks with a sense of touch and smell similar to that of the five senses, and that he wants to make an album that touches your mind as it depicts anxiety and expectation and relating to things that the listener does in the present and in the future. He does a lot of this experimental stuff, which is very, very interesting. If you listen to Fallen, Fallen is a really good song that kind of takes guitar riffs interestingly enough on its head which i love and want like lover which i talked about earlier is such a good song and his vocals is very soothing so you gotta check it out you can pre-order the album on our website you can also check want like lover which is the song that i just absolutely love on our website also and you can check out his official site. So go right ahead. Witness will also be having five tracks total with a special edition DVD set with it. So just be aware of that if you guys want to buy it. And with that, let's move on to our next indie corner, which is Grated Parmesan Cheese. Yes, you heard me right. Grated Parmesan Cheese there. They are. The name is so odd, but the band, that group, is worth checking out. Yeah. If you can find them and not the actual grated Parmesan cheese. Yeah. It, <laughs> the food, you, I mean. The food. You'll have to actually go on our site because it's really tricky to find them because of just the phrasing of their band's name. Case in point, I listened to their song once, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Let me go look them up again. So I looked them up on YouTube. And all I got was recipes that you can make with garden created Parmesan cheese. So just be aware of that. You, you probably would have to use our site if you want to go look at it. But yeah, they are a four-member pop rock band born in 2016 with a simple premise of hyping the listeners up, filling them full of energy, overfilling them with laughter, and brimming them with happiness. With... Just the lead singer, Minatsu, her lovely smile just lights up the whole room. Mm-hmm. I love her smile, and her, her voice also makes me really happy. She has a really, really good voice, mm-hmm. and it's very it, very energetic, and she brings a lot of happiness to the table. I, I love it. Yeah, she was very inspired by a lot of anime singers, like Nanamizuki, so, and that's very, very evident. If you listen to her singing style. Yes, you can definitely hear it. Because when I, when I heard her, that's, it did remind me of anime music. And I like, I like it when, especially when I'm down, because it cheers me up. 
So I feel like their music was very uplifting and really does put a smile on your face. Yeah, currently they have one single called Rotation and one album called Next Star Stage, which the song Prism is attached to. You can check out our their official site on our website and the, the music video for Prism also on our website. Go give them a listen and just be very careful if you're trying to buy stuff from them, not to actually buy actual cheese now. <laughs> yep. Though I do love my Parmesan cheese. Mm, yes. I'm hungry for pizza. Mm, mm, yeah. Ooh, pepperoni pizza. Mm. Mm. I want nachos again. That's what mm. sounds good. I want nachos. I want cheese on my nachos. Lots of cheese. Mm. American with just that little bit of hint of Parmesan. Mm. Mm, mm, not American cheese. I don't like the American, the craft American cheese. You don't American like the American Oh. No, I don't. I like my cheddar cheese or my sharp cheddar or my brie or my my Mexican style cheese. Ooh, the Mexican style cheese. Now that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> coming back from that food talk, <laughs> let's go on to the Oricon. And I don't know about you, but this was an interesting week it was it was a very interesting week to be honest because Uh. i feel like i guess record labels knew when akb and nogizaka was going to release their next singles and they're like yeah we gotta make sure that everything gets released on the week before or after (laughs) Mm -hmm. otherwise they wouldn't stand a chance Yep, I agree with that, because uh, no one would have seen a chance at AKB, and there was some good stuff this week. Um, there was some good stuff, and the, they, there was some there good was stuff. there was some forgettable stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that pretty soon, but, but yeah, let's talk first and foremost about number 10, which is Shooting Star by, I guess, Clubbers or Cubers? Is that how you say it? <laughs> Um, Cubers? I'm not sure. Cubers? 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 This is the the first time I've actually seen them. Same. I've never seen them before. I actually had no idea who they were before this. But I'm very surprised by this group. And I'll definitely want to keep an eye on them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? When you talk about that, next step like we have been for like the past like month and a half to two months now this and when we get to um number number six is a nice step towards that Mm -hmm. one of the guys's vocals is just amazing i I agree i I fell in love with completely agree is it the member i'm thinking of so if uh, I think I think he has like mid mid hair. He was he was the one that it was shown individually, not in the middle, but like off to the left. I know who you're talking about. I I, I don't know his name, no, but I know which member you're talking about now. That was like they they knew that he has a nice voice, and they kind of spent time on that. Yep. And it's so interesting because. This is their fifth single, and this is the first time I've, we've ever seen them this year. Well, maybe they we have saw them, but we just and didn't maybe know. They, or maybe they didn't make the 10 charts. Mm. Yeah, let's see here. Their last single was back in April, and it made number 17. And yeah, it seems like... It seems like the last single that they did didn't make the top 10, so which is unfortunate. Which is good, I guess, for this single because it did break the top 10. And it'll hopefully bring them a lot more fans because of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep my eye on them. And I love the dancing that they did throughout this music video, though. I did, too. I was very surprised, especially, you know... Thinking, oh, it's probably another, you know, another forgettable group. And they actually were memorable. Mm. So they definitely, they piqued my interest. And I really like that one member's vocals. Amazing. Mm. So it it was really good. It it threw us both off, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sold a lovely 9,244 copies. And going on up <laughs> is Purely Monster that did Secret Story. And by God. <laughs> uh, so my reaction is not good. I didn't like this. I... I just, it just wasn't my thing. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, someone might like it, but it wasn't my thing. It It's hard to be difficult on this song. I mean, if the pitch was just an octave lower and the speed was just a little bit slower, maybe. But, you know, this song was for an anime and might have been a bad anime at that. But it's just like, I want to give this a shot, but they have to tone it down. Mm-hmm. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Like if they took the beat for the next song and just talked a little bit slower from this song, then maybe, maybe I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. But it's just very hyper. It's high-pitched. It's it's what you get from these typical idols. And it's unfortunate about that. And I don't want that to be like a, a ding, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we want we all want these artists to do well, but it's just it's hard. It, it's just difficult to do critique, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, and some things aren't my thing. You know, everyone has different styles. This just isn't my style. And yes, I love anime music, but this was a little too cutesy and high for me. Like, yeah, this was this was a little much. Like I said, if if it was just a pitch tone down a lower, little bit more, it might tone been it okay. down, and then it could have been okay. But it. Secret Story sold a lovely 9,800 copies. The music video is alright, so if you guys have a chance, watch the music video. Mm-hmm. Next up is, oh god, it is uh, Idol Master Cinderella Girl Starlight Master 23 Twin Kuru Teozus. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is, when I think of Idol Master, this is, this is the song. <laughs> and, and so I like the other previous Idolmaster releases, but this mm. one I actually did not care for this time. Yeah, it was way this. too much for me. Like I said, you you could play the singers purely monsters and put them in this song and you wouldn't even tell the difference. <laughs> hmm That's how kinda just similarly in tone and pitch and everything that these these songs are. It's unfortunate because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just the, the, the vocals on this one that did it for me. But I like the previous other ones because they weren't they were actually really good. Yeah. It the was last just this couple. one wasn't wasn't mine. Yeah. And it could be just because of the, the two girls that were involved in this single compared to like the other girls that were involved in the other singles. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's still the lovely ten thousand eight hundred and seventeen copies. Going on up to number seven, it is BDM by Baten Shoujo Tai. <sighs> well, I like Baten Shoujo Tai because they do do that one thing that stands out. However, if you take the rock element out of this, it sounds like an average song. The girls don't mm-hmm. ooze that excitement, so to speak, or match that tone that they're going for, if you understand. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I completely understand. It's like the song was made for another group, but they sung it instead. Yeah, and that's what it felt like to me. The video was kind of interesting, but at the same time, it was a little... Eh. I don't know. It was very just two girls kind of... I don't know. I didn't care for the video too much, either. I didn't feel like it was very unique, but I... If you take the rock element out of it, there's nothing. There's nothing, yes. straight up nothing. I do agree with that, because I couldn't tell the difference between the two vocalists in general. It, it, it don't really know what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I like that they're trying that, but they have to match the, the genre that they're trying to go for with the vocalist. Otherwise, it's very difficult to, I guess, sync up the genre, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because if the girls toned it down and be sung like a more serious style i think the song would work wonders compared mm-hmm. to the more higher pitched version that they were trying mm-hmm. like case in point like bish bish has a much more edgier style but that edgy style matches their singing style 
And I that. agree, it does. Their style matches it. This didn't really match with it. It didn't fit with it. Well, Bish, you can tell the difference, and they fit with it. Their vocals fit with the style of music they do, and it worked. But I, I, just something with this song kind of just doesn't match Baten Shoujo Ties. And, and it's not to knock on them. It's just that mm-hmm. I think the, the composure should have been a little bit more different for this song. If the, com- mm-hmm. if the composition matched that style, then I think it would have been a little bit more different. Just a tad. I agree. But yeah, BDM sold a lovely 13,348 copies. And going on up is I'm Swag by one and only. So, how'd you like this? I like this, and I feel like this is the first time we've seen them on the charts. And I really, really enjoyed this song, actually. So supposedly, this is a two-group duo from Ebish, which is we've we've seen Ebish. They're mm-hmm. the male versions, I guess, of, of Bish, of yeah. Bish's style or Bish's um record label mm-hmm. and Satori Boys Club SBC. I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen SBC yet, but I've seen articles about them that have been just too lazy to translate, but. I know we've seen Ebish before. So this is their kind of like super group. So kind of like how V6 was. Okay, that makes sense. So this was very interesting. I liked it. And you know, I think the reason why I liked it, it was fun. It was dancey. Um, I felt like it brought a little something different to the table too that we don't usually see out of Japanese boy groups besides Exile. This, This brought a very Western style. Yep, and that was one of the reasons I think I'm like, this would do really good over here. Mm-hmm. And I like the change of pace because I feel like a lot of the boy groups and bands we get aren't very westernized. I think Exile would be one of the closest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they brought this, and they brought it as good as Exile or better. And I loved it, and I would love to see more like it like more songs like this when they break that mold like this this was something that they needed like if they have if more groups can take that style like for example when we were talking about um cubers if cubers Mm -hmm. and and one one and only just evolve that style just a little bit more to make that a little bit more popular Mm -hmm. then I think they it can do very well here. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you know, it, and they're fairly a uh, fairly attractive men, so I I, I wouldn't know. So <laughs> I think they'll do very well here. I think they would too, and I think this would give K-pop some competition. Mm. The dance, the dancing for this song was very very good. It was very very good. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice breather. From all the pop songs that we were listening to. Yep. And that's why I think I enjoyed it so much, is it broke the mold. Hmm. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm Swag sold a wonderful 30,297 copies. Going on up is Yuki Tanedai Aosora by Da Ice. Now, this is also another nice breather because it's a nice, slow melody song Mm-hmm. it was a slow melody song and it was beautifully done i yes. want to buy the full song because youtube only gives you part of the video about a minute and 30 seconds and this made me want more just hearing that little snippet was not enough for me because i enjoyed it. I'm like this is really beautiful it was a breath of fresh air i think it's a good way to bring in the winner too it was such beautiful song not not very nice calming song which i love and this and probably the next song we'll be doing is a very nice slow song that we needed to have because a lot of songs were very high energied mm-hmm, i agree very high energy so it's it's a nice breather to have these kind of songs in the ice sold a lovely thirty nine thousand eight hundred and thirty six copies and going on up to number four, it is Old Fashioned by Back Number. I haven't seen Back Number in a long time. I so haven't either. I feel like this was them. a good surprise and see them making the top ten as well. 
Um, it was really nice. It was very, very nice. And, you know, I like it when band does these kind of slower ballad-like band songs. Because mm-hmm. it, it shows a different style, so to speak, of what the what the band can do compared to just going all out. And I agree, and this was a really good song. Um, I enjoyed this one as well, and this is another song that it was maybe only about two and a half minutes or so, and I wanted to hear more, and I also remembered how much I really enjoy Back Number as it's been a while. I kind of want to buy this too. <laughs> like, I told myself, I was like, man, I spent a lot of money for Black Friday, and I wasn't going to buy anything for this week. But this song, I'm Swag... The Isis song and Shooting Star was really good. Mm-hmm. And the number one song was really good, too. Oh, yes. When we get to that, I cannot wait to talk about it. But yeah. Old Fashioned sold a lovely 51,985 copies. And going on up, it is Uta no Prince Sama Eternal Song CD Yuki Getsuhana. Oh, my God. I mean, I understand the appeal, but... I need to see the seiyus sing the song. Yes, that the CGI animation has turned me off completely. Not the only, s- not only that, I just didn't get that feel from those those seeing those characters, those CGI sing it. And you know, I understand like people might like the husbandos and all that and all that jazz, but the thing is that what I appeal for like Bang Dream and Love Live and and stuff like that is you know actually seeing the seiyus sing this song and if i saw a a live performance like in like one of those fan performances for the utano prince sama like fan shows then i think i would have a better tune but just watching the cg animation on this and you know japan's been shifting the animation from you know hand-drawn or a computer drawn to cg'd style of animation and it's in that weird jarring state as of right now because mm-hmm. i mean bang dream does that too but like for me i know that most of the seiyus especially for like rosalia and poppin party can actually do this song so i i rather just w- wait to watch the live version of it compared to just watching a a, she- a cg music video but yeah you know, that's that's just me and i can't be mad about them because uh, Utano Prince Alma is a very popular series. This isn't the first time we saw them. We've seen them a handful of times before this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we see them make the charts a lot. This is the first time I've actually looked it up on YouTube and found a video. Yeah, because usually what we get is just the snippet of the song, not so much a music video. That's why it kind of yep. threw us off, I think. Same. It threw me off when I saw them. Like, holy crap, what is this? No idea what this is. This is really weird. Because usually we don't get that. We get like a picture of the single and they do snippets. We don't get something like this that we got. Yeah, so it's kind of jarring to say the least. And maybe that's why we're kind of all kind of turned off by it. I think if we, if we just saw the picture of the single, I think we would have sung a little bit of a different tune. But mm-hmm. just the music video is so jarring. <laughs> but yeah, you know. It's to celebrate the winter season, and it is a fairly winter song. I can't fault it for that. But it sold a lovely 63,890 copies. And going on up, it is... Kairi Michi wa Konkai Stani Naru by Nogizaka46. I probably butchered that once again because I'm too lazy to look up the translations. Well, your kanji is better than me. <laughs> Nothing much we can say about this song. We've we said all of our appeal about it last week, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it went down just a just a tad, <laughs> just just a tad from one million to sixty thousand. <laughs> it's so they lovely sixty five thousand two hundred and forty four copies, and going on up. It is the number one song. It is Toho and Oshrinky with their song Jealous. I'm sorry, I cannot. I cannot call him Tohoshinki. That's not Tohoshinki, that's why. Yeah, it is Tohoshinki, but there's just two members now, so it's I, really weird. It's not. That's not Tohoshinki. It's Toho and Oshinki. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I know, it's not complete, but I will say, um, so I have a interesting opinion of them, just because I, 
I like them. I have certain songs I really like by them, but I'm not, like, a huge fan. And lately, none of their songs have resonated with me. And probably since Merotic, which has been years since that came out, I love this song. I honestly didn't have any hopes for this because the last couple singles they released this year I personally didn't care for. Soon as I heard this, I fell in love with it. This is an amazing song. And this, I will buy just the single for this song because it's that good. I can't see myself buying, you know, their album when it comes out. But this song, hell yeah. If it was just this song, I would probably buy it. You're quite right. I haven't liked the song since they've been Toho and Roshinki. The last two songs that they were on that they got on the Oricon with I didn't like it all and I didn't see the appeal of the songs mm-hmm. so it's a very nice surprise to see it and I just love it I, I do too I love this song and I just want this one single it's amazing it's more than amazing and I mean yeah I didn't have any hopes going into it but I guess that's a good thing because you know, I I gave it a chance. You know, I don't always give everything, you know, a chance. It, it just blew me out of the water, and I listened to it a second time after I heard it. I replayed that, and the video is pretty cool. I really like the video a lot. Yeah, the music video was really good, and that was part of the appeal that I liked it. That was one of the parts of the appeal that I did like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they produce more stuff like this compared to, like, Revival and... The the la- the last single that they did, it'd be good. Mhm. I agree, and I would get probably get back into them if they have more stuff like Jealous. But yeah, Jealous sold a lovely ninety one thousand and fifty six copies. And you know what? Let's peer over to the albums once again, real fast. I kind of snuck by you earlier and did that because I was very... You already know what I was excited to see the results for. Wow, it was really close. And I know exactly what you're talking about because, as everyone knows, Nishino Kana released her Love Collection 2, Pink and Mint, last week. And I was really curious to see how they would sell. I bought them both, the limited edition, and I got my little clear files as well. You'll hopefully see an unboxing soon. You'll probably see about five to ten more unboxings come up on our YouTube once I get them uploaded to my computer. Oh, you were talking about Nishino Kana? I was talking about the Queen album. Yeah, I was talking about Nishino Kana. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, I was going to be like, what? Although, I mean... It though that Bohemian Rhapsody album came up to it's, number four now. It's slowly yeah. slinking up there. Yeah, and it's been out since ten nineteen, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. The Nishinokana album is really good. I I've I've got to a digital version, so I'm very happy about that. I am very surprised at how close the sales were these for these were. Mm-hmm. Only one thousand apart. Compared to when we initially did our, our counts, where they were only 2,000 or so apart. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to see that. I do feel like if you bought one, you more than likely bought the other, like me. If I'm buying one, I'm going to have the other. They're matching. So, and you also think about, there were several editions of this, because there was a CD plus DVD limited edition, which is what I bought. And then there was also a CD-only edition as well. And if you got first press edition, they came with a clear file. I'm so. trying to see. Honestly, I would rather listen to the gir- the songs on Mint than I would Pink. And looking at it, ooh, it has a 10th anniversary. Ver- it has a, the 10th anniversary of version of um, Together, which I love. I loved Girls, number one, Darling. I mean... It has Bedtime Story. Yes. It has Pa, which is the most stupidest song, but I love it anyway. Although... <laughs> Although I also really like that's on, um, which is on Pink, is I love Have a Nice Day. I love We Don't Stop. We Don't Stop is actually one of my, one of, has, has moved up there as one of my favorite ta- songs. Because it's a really fun song. Um, it also, I also really liked Anata no Suki na Tokuro. And I didn't care for it at first, and then I really ended up liking it. Same with Kimigasuki. I did like I Wanted to See You Dance too. 
I'm glad she put Dear Santa on here because I didn't have that song. I think they're both good, you know, albums. I can see maybe why Pink sold more because Christmas time's coming up and it has Dear Santa on it. Love and Joy, though, and Unzadi are on Mint. I keep going back and forth because they they both do have really good songs on there. Oh, and it does have... I can never read the kanji for this one. Moshimo... Oh, Unme no Hito. Moshimo Unme no Hito ga iru no nara. I love that song. And I always get the tune stuck in my head. You know what I'm talking about. Moshimo Unme no Hito I, I was actually singing to that I, when I watched her Just Love tour the other day. I was singing to all her songs. And I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I love this one. Oh, and I love this one. And she looks so adorable. So, in celebration of waiting for my love collections to come, I've been watching some of Yan's tours. <laughs> but yeah, I guess with that, I think we'll just wrap it up here. We're pretty much done anyway. So, you can find us on our Instagram and Twitter account at ongaku to you come give us a follow look at all the lovely wares and things that pretty much Luna buys <laughs> yeah you guys get to see a lot of the stuff I I've purchased or that I just purchased so pretty much everything I own and that isn't even the tip of the barrel if you look at all the CDs I have and blu-rays but let us know what you think, and also if there's something you're curious about packaging-wise that you're not sure about buying, I would be more than happy to post it. If I have it, I'll be more than happy to take more photos of it than I usually just take one on the cover. And if you'd like to see maybe Blu-ray reviews in the future, I'm considering doing those as well. Since I post a lot of the con- I've been posting a lot more of the concerts I've been watching on there too. And also, check out our Twitter. It's pretty much just me running the show there <laughs> with all the Indie Corner stuff. <laughs> but yeah, uh, give us a follow at com, which is our website. Keep that up and running, please. Tell us how we're doing with our format. And, you know, let us know that we do love music, even though we critique it very hardly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you guys know anyone that actually likes J-pop, Tell your friends about us, because we would love them to uh, get enchanted by our lovely voices. Yes, and uh, well, yes, tell your friends, coworkers, anyone you know who who likes it, or even if they may not, or if they don't know what J-pop is, it's a good way to give them some exposure, too. Yeah, you can have them listen to our Indie Corner episode. That was a lovely episode of different style of music genre that not much people know about. So give that give that recommendation to anyone you guys can. But yeah, if you like the format of our show, give us a list. Tell us how we're doing at ongaku to you at gmail.com. Follow our affiliates. Koryu Hunter, he is a Japanese Twitch streamer who's mostly doing all the horror games now. He's going through Alien I- Isolation, Ooh. which is a really good game, which I do not like. Too scary? Yeah, kind of. Mostly because the alien just randomly pops up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because the AI, the AI is kind of a a female dog about it when it spawns, so to speak. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought that was kind of funny because we can't say the other word. We can't say it. We, can't, we, we, we try our best not to uh, use bad words. <laughs> try, try is the main word. <laughs> but yeah, you can follow him at twitch.tv. Slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. Tell him that Ken says hi. You can also follow our other affiliate, Timbertaff. He is also a Twitch streamer in his own right. He's been kind of busy with school, but he's also an, a musician in his own right, singing an English version of the Devilman Crybaby's opening theme song in English. So give that a listen. You can reach him at twitch.tv slash Timbertaf, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And come listen to my adultery voices if you want to hear me talk about video games, or not because I clam up on that podcast, at Podasaurus. It is a basically a video game podcast in the same of Ungaku to you, but we go on a lot of tangents. The one thing I kind of can't control there. <laughs> But besides that, you can follow me personally at OTYKen1. You can follow Gray at OngakuGray. And you can follow Luna at... 
Luna Maria eighty seven. It's my personal Twitter, but I I don't go on it much, so you'll see some posts once in a while. Uh, you sound like Gray <laughs> with his personal on his personal Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank you guys very much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna signing off for the night. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. And I will see you next time. Jamatane!